Good evening and welcome to Capital Sports 2.0. I'm Alan Moore, your host, and I'm very, very fortunate to have with me all the way from, well, just down the road from me in Moscow, Mr. Andy Mack. Good evening. And a little bit further afield, we have the wonderful, wonderful, he can say it himself, Alex B. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing brilliant as well. Great to hear you. Great to see. You. I'm waiting to see where you where you are today. Last day. You oh, were you'll see. The the place where I'm at has very bad internet connections. So ah, so. you could be in Moscow for all we know. There you go. Oh, <laughs> the, the you never know. <laughs> the interest terrible. Right, folks. What is um, going on in the world of sports? Right, the Vuelta de España has decided to cancel its start that was due to take place in Utrecht in Holland, basically because of the, uh, issues over the UCI, the uh, International Cycling Calendar. The Tour de France might still happen. Uh, the French government yesterday said that they are stopping all sports till the end of August. The French Football Federation reacted by cancelling like null and voiding uh, League A and League 2. Now, remember, we saw this uh, a couple of days ago with Andy Mack and how the, the the same situation, the same decision in Holland has had some consequences. So it might be a bit of a roll back. Uh, La Liga clubs, they are planning to have a rapid return to training. English teams, the English teams are still, you know, debate over players' uh, salaries and so on. Should they be giving up? Should they not? Uh, Roy Keane, of course, has weighed in and said, this is ridiculous. He said, you get paid for you know, as per your contract, if you want to give money away, you give money away. Derby County, who are in some dire financial straits, the championship team, have thanked Rain, Wayne Rooney because he led the players in accepting uh, pay cuts. But there's a lot going on in the world of sports. Uh, you know, for example, they're trying now to justify why Saudi Arabia, uh, their wealth fund, should be allowed to take over Newcastle United. We'll have a little bit of a, a, a twist on that with Andy Mack in just a moment. And elsewhere around the world, of course, uh, a Gaelic football player has failed a doping test for meldonium. Yes, that one, Mildrenat. So he's found it in his system. He said he doesn't know how it got there, but well. Okay, we're going to go straight away to Andy Mack, who has some very, very hot pieces of news for us. Andy? Yeah, so the, bit, the, the biggest one that caught my eye today was, um, as you mentioned, the Saudi takeover and the issues surrounding that, um, whether it be moral or otherwise at the moment. Uh, was that if the takeover is successful and goes ahead as planned, they're talking about allowing Steve Bruce to see out the season, uh, if it does in fact resume. But from there on in, they're looking at appointing Maurizio Potticino and making him the third highest paid manager in the world behind only Diego Simeone, who is miles, I think gets paid about 36 million a year. Guardiola's then 20, and they're looking at paying Pochettino 19 to make an appointment. I think it'll be a very big one and a, a real statement of intent as well from Newcastle and could be a change of fortunes, although, you know, Steve Bruce has done such a great job, but looking forward, is he going to attract the same kind of players? They're talking about Gareth Bale and I think an appointment of that kind of magnitude would, would have a, a real a real boost for the coming seasons for them. As yeah, it's a big statement of intent because it's like kind of Man City getting in Mancini and then getting Guardiola afterwards. So, I mean, it's a... You mentioned about the cycling there earlier. I think one of those cycling events is now shortened all this. I think they're doing fewer stages now after a coronavirus outbreak. They've knocked off uh, a couple of the early stages in Holland, the start of it. You know, uh, at least some sort of a race. But again, it's all under question whether it'll actually go ahead or not because it goes in Giro d'Italia has been cancelled. 
thrown a bit of a spanner in the works, especially for Italian football at the moment, is the reports coming out that uh, Juventus's Paolo Di Bala has in fact tested positive for a fourth time in six weeks. They don't know. It's not clear when the tests were actually done. Not not any of the doping. <laughs> well, it's Juventus, you know. <laughs> we'll stay away from that just in case Fiat are listening. Um, <laughs> serious implications if then uh, they are then suggesting that that it is going to be very much possible that you can be infected more than once by this, then it, it could have some serious implications on the way that people are thinking about quarantines for players if it does resume uh, across different countries. Uh, that coincided almost at the same time as reports coming out from UEFA's medical chief saying that he foresees that seasons will continue almost immediately after France and Holland had pulled the plug on theirs. He's now saying that why not? That, that, that also contradicts all of the statements that have been coming out by other officials from UEFA saying that there will be no football before September. Uh, whereas the medical chief seems to think that it, it could happen quite easily by June. Um, <coughs> but considering the situations in Spain and Italy still today, I think there were 4,000 new infected cases in Spain, another 2,500 in Italy. Those numbers aren't dramatically going down at the moment. So I think we'll still be a few weeks away probably from any kind of serious decision. I read about someone who was reinfected and I still, I, I haven't actually gone to track it down. I've been just too busy at work, but looking at it, I mean, if someone is being reinfected, that's, that's very, very serious because again, especially if it's an athlete, usually their immune system is already under stress when they're at the highest level. So being reinfected could cause again, a young athlete dropping dead. Um, certainly Paolo Di Bala actually was describing some of the symptoms and things that he said initially when he sort of started to recover. Uh, he was saying he was actually really, really struggling to breathe even after very short cardiovascular exercises. He said he was yeah. having a really hard time along with having a cough and then a fever as well. So, yeah, as you're saying, a second time round after your body's dealt with all of that, recovered from it, it, it's not going to be as strong or effective at battling it, you would think, second time. Uh, you had a bit of an update from Belarusia for us as well, Andy. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Flint was talking about how the league's continuing there and you know uh, how long it might actually be going on for after Tajikistan, one of the, the only other ones still going other than Nicaragua and somewhere Taiwan else. Taiwan and Turkmenistan, yeah. I'd actually been speaking to, to somebody who's got family, friends, etc. out in southwestern Belarus along the border there saying that although there are no restrictions or anything from the government, everyone is kind of doing what everyone else is doing in Europe and sticking inside, social distancing where possible. So although nothing has actually been officially announced in terms of a lockdown or any restrictions, and they are, by Boris Johnson's definition, taking it on the chin, <laughs> uh, people there are actually quite, I mean, quite genuinely scared. They've, um, the students have been signed out of schools, um, studying from home, so people are, are very fearful of it, and the cases keep going up. Yeah, al although it appears on the outside that nothing is actually really happening there, people within Belarus are actually doing it themselves, um, yeah. which not really being reported anywhere. So, yeah, just a funny one on that, I guess, with the social distancing was Thomas Back saying that the Olympics should focus on esports and virtual sports, which will be. Um, an interesting one. Um, not quite sure how it would work. I'm sure the betting firms would would enjoy uh, more exposure to that. I've certainly, I mean, we've seen football players, Formula One drivers, all doing the 
virtual tournaments and things at the moment. I mean, for me, it's really not that appealing watching someone else play a computer game, if I'm being honest. When you see girls in like sitting there scantily clad playing computer games, that's meant to be a turn on. But then again, I don't know. There's, there's always something for everyone. Now, talking about scantily clad girls, we're going across to Toronto and Alex B. Alex, um, you've been, when I talk scantily clad girls, I mean, of course, the cheerleaders in basketball. Sure. Episodes, three and four, <laughs> episodes three and four dropped of The Last Dance. Have they been worth it? Sorry, what's the oh, what's the question? <laughs> he's, busy, he's busy thinking of the scattered clad girls. Okay, Alex. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was still thinking about the joke you made. Yeah, sorry, it was, it, yeah. It was a terrible joke. Look, you know, look, Alex, <laughs> you've been sitting in the studio with me with Peter P, you, uh, Andy, and when I start like the jokes I make are just gone off. I know that. I, 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 Alex, I uh, changing the frillies off. Even when my 10-year-old soul turns around to me and says, Dad, listen, you realize you're not funny. And I'm going, okay, yeah. <laughs> In my head, I am. <laughs> I, I, I hear this, like, oh, you know, no. kind of laughter in my head. But anyway. Okay, Alex, so um, <laughs> is, it, is, it worth <laughs> is it worth watching? Uh, Short answer, yes. But before I get into that, I just want to uh, give some hot news from the only Russian player to play in the recent NBA, Timofey Mozgov. So our man in the our man in the NBA. He's gonna sign with uh well I mean he already signed with Himki Moscow, but he announced he's gonna stay with Himki. He's not returning to the NBA. Oh so that was kind of that was the last the last Russian in the NBA. Alex just a question. There's a lot of talented players in Russia. Why are they not making it in the NBA? They're making it in the NHL. I mean there's even players who are on the verge of and NFL, you know, so what, what's, what's going right. on with the NBA? The NBA kind of is expanding into Europe now. There is a lot of international players now, but it's always been dominated by Americans. Like, but the NHL, the thing about that is that like this, the Russian play, the Russian hockey players are just too good not to have them in the NHL. It's a bit more difficult to make it in American leagues coming from places where Americans don't like really know. Yeah. So, like, Ru Russia is, like, definitely one of them. Like, the Russian leagues are, like, there's not a lot of attention that the NBA really gives to, like, the... Well, I mean, they definitely do give attention to, like, the Chinese Basketball Association and the um, EuroLeague, but not, like, the smaller clubs or, like, any of the places where, like... Or, like, any of, like, the academies or, like, any, you know, basketball games is in Russia. Because I'd always I felt that the the draft, for example, for well NBA, their sort of their let's just say their angle towards Russia was, or excuse me, towards China was based on one player, um, and also was based on a lot of let's just say uh, possible financial gain. Right. Well, yeah, but it's like the the thing is like I don't think it's I don't think it's a bias against Russian players. Obviously, like I just think that it's, like there's not a lot of players in the NBA that come from China either, but it's. Yeah. Even though, like, it's a country that has, like, a huge interest in basketball. It's probably, like, the biggest sport there. And it's, like, billions of people playing it. Obviously, they have really good players, but they're all playing in, the, in China. So, like, a lot of players are really... Like, a lot of Russian players, they don't really have interest in going to the NBA. Like, if you remember, Alec Peters mentioned this, I think. He said that mm -hmm. a lot of his teammates could be playing in the NBA, but they just don't want well, I mean, there is the there is question over taxes and so on and so forth. So it, it is on that. So right. it, it, you could end up making a much better career and much better money here 
Yeah, because it's guaranteed as well. So, um, okay, uh, three and four went down. The first two, of course, were basically about Michael Jordan, where Scotty people kind of came into it. But parts three and four, we saw the introduction of like Pippen fully and also Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman and the um, and the Detroit Bad Boys, who we will talk about in the next time we meet. Which is because it's gonna, it's just gonna take an entire episode. That was yeah, just okay. too good. But Scottie Pippen, I, this, I think this was the, the one of the most in, interesting episodes. Was the second one because they talked about. So Scottie Pippen was essentially he was the guy that Michael Jordan needed to win all those championships. So because they they would keep losing before, uh, because Michael Jordan just couldn't get any of his teammates to step up. Well, until Scottie Pippen became like sort of the number two player. So at some point he became like, he was the number two player in the NBA, but he was like around 120th getting paid. So I actually have his stats right here. So in his first to run with Chicago from 90 to 1997, he was getting paid around $2 million. And that was yeah. when he was, that, that was just like, that was an average like NBA salary, like a top 10 player at the time, like, during this decade and he was instrumental in winning all the championships that they won even like Michael Jordan was the first to say that so after that when he went to the Rockets he got paid immediately 11 11 million sorry and that raised up to 20 million in 2003 and then he came back to Chicago yeah so obviously like when this happens like he was such a great player but he was getting paid he wasn't being recognized by his team so that led to a lot to like a lot of you know, escalation of tensions between him and front office because the general manager, he didn't want to renegotiate the terms because he was just like, you, you remember like the, he was, yeah. he was, he was a strange guy. He had a, he had his own ways of doing things. And so Scotty Pippen at the beginning of the 97 season, he had an injury at the end of the previous season and he spent the off season partying and not getting into rehab. He began his rehab at the beginning of the season. So for like three months, the Bulls had to kind of carry on without Pippen, and yeah. it was difficult for them. It was very hard for them at the beginning. From being reigning champions to like getting beaten up on by small teams, it, it was tough for them. Part four sees them uh, three and four. It sees like Rodman come in now. Of course, for most people in Europe, Rodman was the you know he's Denny Madonna. He was married to a uh, Carmen Electra, excuse me. So he's married to her. He, you know, he would wear a wedding dress. He was always that bit crazy, but he wasn't always so crazy. Like what I was surprised was that he was a really damaged, very shy, nice kind of guy. The thing is that actually, like yesterday, I noticed that uh, on Google, I'm pretty sure Dennis Rodman was trending. Like he was, there's a lot of people looking up who this guy is because at the same time as the last dance we sort of saw oh i mean there's like this whole kim jong-un situation going on oh yeah so so both those two things have just combined at the same time for him to get trending on google so i thought it was pretty funny like they all had very similar backgrounds like all three of them michael jordan scotty pippen and dennis rodman they all they all came from like tough poor areas like with families where they're like there's like a lot of kids they're not like the only child they all sort of had that same like thing going for them but yeah Dennis Rodman he kind of he just did things his own way just like the their GM and he he got on very well with their coach uh, aside from that yeah he was well I mean he's obviously like he's this character he does what he wants 
but he was a very consistent player for the Bulls. He and listen, like that, that move from Detroit to Chicago was like now. Well, we saw that with Kevin Durant the, the, in 2016 where he went to the Golden State Warriors where everybody in Oklahoma just hated him because he yeah. left. And they were like, and Golden State was like their rivals. This is sort of like the same thing because the Bulls and the Detroit Pistons were rivals and Dennis Rodman, who was an all-star player, the best rebounder of all time, went from one team to the other. Yeah. Notice about him and what they were saying. And I, I'd seen so as well. Excuse me, he's a very clever guy. Also, he's, a ve- he's got a great basketball brain. He seemed to be able to work. Like, when you see his rebounding, even as he got older, he was still able to read the play, read the ball, something that every team needs. And uh, it did, you know, I don't know like, more and more, though, I'm beginning to yeah. Michael Jordan that, okay, kept saying he can win it on his own. But it's showing more and more he couldn't win it on his own, that he wasn't all that. Or am I reading it wrong, Alex? Well... Uh, well, the thing is that uh, no team maybe in history has been able to go on and win, win a championship with just one player stepping up every night. Not, like, that's not, I don't think that's – well, I mean in the present NBA. I don't know what happened in the 60s. But like right now, like, you can't just have like a team with one guy that steps up. There needs to be – like everybody – like to win a championship, everybody on the team needs to at least do something. And that's sort of what happened with Michael. He was – before Scottie Pippen and before Dennis Rodman, nobody else would be able to step up as consistently as he needed them to. And then like these, they formed this team around him, and obviously with that team, he was able to win all those championships. But we've seen like LeBron James, who was in a similar situation. He wasn't able to carry the Cleveland Cavaliers through Golden State yeah. by himself. Uh, like I don't, I don't think that's. Like, yeah, I don't think that's even doable by yourself. It's, it, so in Michael Jordan's defense, going against the teams that he went up with, against, sorry, with, I mean, Detroit, like Utah, all those teams, because they also, they also had the Jordan rules, which just shut down Michael Jordan yeah. whenever he played. And, the, and that would, that's just how they would beat the Bulls. Yeah. So that's why they, they just needed to have somebody else or else Michael Jordan gets shut down every day. You know, Jordan was a prima donna. He, he took his beatings and got up and got on with it. That develops as time goes on. Um, listen, what are you expecting from, from, like, parts five and six are going to drop? It's ten parts, of course, but parts five and six are going to drop uh, next Monday. What are you expecting, Alex? Do you, do you think it's going to go deeper into Jordan or we're going to see some of your players coming into a bit more? Um, I'm actually I'm very excited for episode five because... Uh, if you remember the end of episode four, they sort of showed like a preview where it was the, their rivalry with the Utah Jazz. With actually, remember Andrew Flint mentioned yes. this, where he said Carl uh, Malone, Carl Malone, John Stockton. That was a very good team. And that's just something that I want to see. I haven't watched that series and I'm excited for it. Listen, there's, a, there's, a, <clears throat> excuse me, there's an ESPN 30 for 30. I think it's called the Detroit Bad Boys. Or bad boy pistons uh, or something like that. Yes. If you've seen that, that's I, I, that was that was great. That was yeah. fantastic. The, really the like whole it. angle with the Detroit bad boys. I, I'm I'm gonna try to keep most of this talk tomorrow, but I'm just gonna say a okay. few things about the bad boys. Is that they were the closest the the, the the closest the NBA has ever been to the XFL or the WWE was in the <laughs> 90s. This team, they had a legitimate gimmick. They were just, their whole thing was that they're going to, they, their game plan was essentially that to send their worst guys 
to foul on the best guy. Yeah. So they, they would get fouled out. They'd get five, five fouls each. By the fourth quarter, they would have like 10 people left. But, yeah. the, but this whole time, they've been suppressing their main guy. And that's been, and that's they've actually won two championships like that. Michael Jordan's they've kept Michael Jordan's Bulls down for two years straight. Yeah, with yeah. Scottie Pippen. They were called in, in ice hockey. There was I think it was Philadelphia were the Broad Street Bullies, and there were guys who like that's what they did in ice hockey. You just go out to beat other teams up, and you teams that were not that skillful but very aggressive, very very violent, even the skilled guys. And that's why, you know, they said that, like, Wayne Gretzky was very lucky when he was in um, Edmonton. He had, like, Mark Messier and a few of the guys around him because teams were there to brutalize Wayne Gretzky because he was so good, you know. And he was a tough guy, but at the same time, he can only take so much. So, Andy, are you encouraged to watch this after listening to myself and Alex yap about it? I, I had noticed it, and I kind of... I, I'm one of those people that I'd rather binge-watch everything in one... Uh, in one tank if I can so I'd rather wait to have you know I, if, if you watch a couple and then get into it you kind of let waiting uh, yeah I, I prefer to watch it in one go I will give it a watch but um, I'll, I'll wait for a couple more episodes to come out again thank you for it because it was Alex who put us onto it and said this is coming out. I had no clue and as soon as I started to read a bit I was going ooh you know as I said I've been watching um, different documentaries about wrestling and Christ Almighty, it's like it's it's great, but this one, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Okay, we're gonna have to go away, but of course, we'll be back tomorrow evening. Uh, thank you very much, Andy Mack, Alex B. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Okay, folks, so we will go away. We'll be back tomorrow evening because we'll have some extra special guests. Andrew Flint will be with us, Alexander Zotov, and possibly one or two more. And we'll have a much, much deeper chat. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hear more about the. Detroit Bad Boys. I'm Alan Moore. This is Capital Sports 2.0. Talk to you tomorrow night.